Powered by Tidal Health and produced by me, Tony Weig, with expertise from Dr. Chris Snyder. We present Dr. Taboo. All right, here we are, Doc. We're back again with another week of Dr. Taboo. Um, how's it been for you? Yeah, it's great. A lot of interesting topics. We've talked about a lot of things at this point. Most definitely. Seasonal and not. <laughs> we got the same doc. We got the same intro. We got a different topic. Today's topic is colonoscopy. And uh, this is an everybody topic, so I look forward to it. Um, here we are with uh, Dr. Taboo in three, two, one, Taboo. Good to be back, Tony. Good to have you back. I know you guys are busy over there at the big house. We've got a lot of things happening, but let's get into this topic today, colonoscopies. Um, let's just go. Go right into it. Talk to me about the importance and when you should go. Yeah, so uh, colonoscopies is a diagnostic procedure where um, you know we put a scope in your rectum and run it all the way to through your large bowel uh, up to your ileum, which is the furthest part of the small bowel. The reason that is done is to obviously look for polyps, malignancies, and any other alternative problems, uh, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. There's a lot of different things we look for. There's books on it, so I'm not going to read you the book. But <laughs> the point is there is a natural um, recommendation for screening for this, and it begins at 45 uh, with folks being screened for rectal cancer. Um and also colon cancer. So colon cancer is probably one of the more preventable illnesses in um, modern medicine because of the colonoscopy. Wow. So what sort of changes have you seen in your career with the colonoscopies? So the guidelines have changed a lot. Uh, it used to be at 50 was kind of the dead man's walk into the colonoscopy lab, but not oh, anymore. Um, they've moved it up to 45. If you have high risk, really, at 40 years old or maybe even younger, if you have something, uh, uh, hyperpolyposis syndrome, where you have a lot of polyps. Um, polyps are what we're looking for. A polyp with a certain pathology type, if removed, will prevent cancer 100%. Um, so colonoscopies are important because if you get that sucker early, much like melanoma, uh, you can cut it out. Um, and it's a fairly benign process to get a colonoscopy. Recommendations every 10 years. If you have a normal scope throughout your uh, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh decade. Um, and then uh, if you do have positive polyps, you'll be followed by your gastroenterologist. Is this a DNA thing? Is this a hereditary thing? Is this, uh, what is this, environmental? Yeah, there's there's definitely genetic. Uh, there's environmental, all the above. Genetic is probably number one. In fact, they have wonderful genetic testing to look for certain diseases where you have hyperpolyposis syndromes uh, and colon cancer. Uh, much like breast cancer, there's a lot of uh, literature around um, utilization of those tools to help predict uh, if somebody does have cancer uh, for the rest of their family to predict what their, their goal should be for evaluation. So I don't want to necessarily vouch for any specific company, but I'd love to know what your take is on the, you know, mail home, uh, you know, that I'd love to know what your take is on the send home test for colon cancer. So the recommendations with, with those products is is really to identify somebody at risk. So they're looking for blood products or markers in the, in the stool that will identify you to have colonoscopy. Um, I'm sorry, I got to go back on that because yeah. to, to be honest with you, does that make sense? You should get a colonoscopy. Okay? Just get a colonoscopy. So one of the challenges I have with those as a clinician is colonoscopy, I can treat you too at the same time. So mm. guys, you know, I mean, oh, it's great. The embarrassment's there. I understand. I've had three myself. Okay. I get it. So it's something that you got to go through, but honestly do the prep. The prep's gotten 
one thousand times better. What's the prep? Yeah, so the prep's typically an oral liquid at night you take. You got to do clear liquids the whole day before. And then at night you take this kind of nasty, salty-tasting two-bottle treatment. Um, and unfortunately, it gives you a massive diarrhea overnight. Um, oh so, so you spend about three or four hours on the toilet um, getting rid of everything. So the next morning when you go in, your gastroenterologist has a nice, pretty view of all your polyps. Am I to put to sleep? Am I? What is the anesthesia like? So typically you go into the lab um, and... And anesthesia will interview you. They give you drugs like propofol and, and Versed, et cetera, to, to help sedate you and make you a little bit sleepy. You sleep right through it, and you wake up, and they... Am I sleepy and groggy the rest of the day, or am I pretty no. much back to normal? Yeah, one thing cool about some of the newer anesthetics, and our anesthesiologists are wonderful at Title Health, they, they are able to give you a, a drug, and, and literally it reverses itself fairly quickly. So maybe a little sleepy. There's recommendations you can't drive and stuff after the colonoscopy. you got to make sure somebody's picking you up and driving you and taking you home and kind of hanging out with you for the day. You're not allowed to have that eat at 5 o'clock somewhere. But <laughs> otherwise, you're good. Um, you go home and you rest. Um, you know, the, the, the complications are minimal. They do thousands a, a month at our hospital. Um, and, you know, it is absolutely one of the most miraculous things when they remove um, nodules or polyps from your colon and cure you of colon cancer that may occur in the next decade. So when they're in there giving you your colonoscopy, <clears throat> let's say they find something. Do they wake you up and bring you back a couple weeks later? Or do they take care of that thing right away? Take care of it. They use a little snare. So kind of like if you watch Yellowstone, you know what I'm talking about. They take the rope and throw it around a polyp and they burn it off. Uh, and then they send it to pathology so we can identify the cell type and determine whether it was pre-malignant or not. If it's pre-malignant, you're cured. You just go back in five years, get it done again. If you have a lot of polyps, then there's other workups that have to occur. Sure. They're also looking for other things like ulcers, et cetera, that may be related to uh, um um, connective tissue disorders like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. I'm getting close to that fifth decade. It's really time for me to start making this happen for myself. Jump in. I need to go make the call. If you accept it, you look at your family, and if you have family history of colon cancer, sooner than later is better um, because early detection is key. I have a very strong personal experience with this, and uh, it saved her life. And that's all that matters, guys. And uh, we're going to absolutely end on that and be thankful that all of that happened for their family. With that, we're wrapping this one up. Guys, thanks for being here. We really appreciate everything. Chris, thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. If you've got an idea for a great Dr. Taboo show, please shoot us an email. Please use drtaboo at titlehealth.org. And if it's yucky enough, we'll be talking about it in a future episode. Thanks again. No matter the health topic, if it makes you squirm, Dr. Snyder has likely treated it. Listen in each week as he and I tackle a new yucky topic, one that you are probably too embarrassed to ask your own doctor about.